Hello, Yogi. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Aiko, and on this show, we explore ways to put spiritual theory into sustainable practice. So, welcome again. Finally, back after a winter break, we are here in Costa Rica. Welcome, Shavananda. Thank you. And we pick up from where we left. So, we left on Bhagavad Gita chapter 10. Maybe you would like to say something about it? Yes. So in, in chapter 10, there was uh, a lot of examples given by Krishna himself of ways to see him in nature. Uh, basically, like the practice is to, to think of like the most prominent example of any, any, any given category and, and that can like represent Krishna in nature. Like he, has, he had also said in, in, in earlier chapters that he is like behind everything in the universe, like um, that the things you see in the, in the universe are like pearls strung on a thread and, and he is that thread. Mm. So, you know, so as people engage in this, in this practice, you know, like they will have their, uh, everyone will have their own experience of God. And sometimes we are, I say a bit childish in the beginning, and we think that our way to see God is the only way to see God. So we were talking about the four core verses uh, of the Bhagavad Gita, which are found in this 10th chapter. Uh, and we made a parallel to uh, the blind men and the elephant, that story where blind men are standing around an elephant, touching different parts of it, and kind of saying what an elephant is like an elephant is like a hard uh you know like the person touching the tusk is saying you know like the elephant is like it's like this kind of hard bone and someone touching the tail is saying no, no an elephant is kind of like a rope and so the idea is to for those who are doing spiritual practice and uh, trying to commune with God to come together and and share notes and actually all uh, and all get a fuller picture. Yeah, because ultimately they are all right. They simply their vision is not extend, extended to the entire truth, but in their small thing, in the small view, it's it's correct. Yes. So, so like, uh, what they say is true. The thing the thing that is not true is that. Uh, you know that the others are not seeing you know <laughs> that's that's the the issue you can say yeah that is very nice and very fundamental chapter so what um, what is chapter 11 about is the yoga or theophany which is a super interesting word maybe you want to explain the the meaning the etymology yeah, so, so it's not a, a very commonly used word in English. <laughs> um, so it's it's like epiphany, but instead of epi in the word, you put theo, like God, so theophany. So it's to, if, if an epiphany is like you have a moment of clarity, then and a theophany is, is like for, for a moment you're able to, to see God, like, a, like a, to have like a direct divine vision. Mm, very beautiful. So, how how this divine vision comes in this chapter to Arjuna? 
Yes, it's uh, it becomes. Uh, it was maybe not exactly what Arjuna was expecting. Uh, that often happens in our life. <laughs> it's never what we're expecting that comes. Yes, and especially when we ask God for things, yeah. <laughs> the things may not be as as we expect. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he. So you know. So after, and and of course, again, we should. Uh, remember here that we are on, on a battlefield. Uh, Krishna has asked Arjuna to to fight, and it's it's a very tough situation because there are people on the other side that Arjuna is attached to. So, uh, so that is the context. Um, I mean, Krishna is asking Arjuna to fight his own relatives and to kill them, which. Um, on the parallel represents like ourselves, Arjuna, fighting our inner ghost, our blockages, which are our attachments, and in the parallel of Arjuna's um, relatives. Yes, so, so it's not, yeah, uh, of course, it, it, like it's not about, um, yeah, killing external enemies, but. Um, uh, of, you know, we, we can easily, uh, you know, make parallels here with how um, how we we are shaped by uh, by others, and if we are shaped by others in, in a way that is not uh, not helpful, that is like that is toxic, for example, then we we actually need to heal that in ourselves and and here we have like like a very extreme example of that just to kind of you know it, it's just it's like it's made in a story form in a way to to kind of capture your your attention mm-hmm. but, but it is about yeah this thing that we all need to do we need to kind of individuate not just kind of follow our mental ideas that are imprinted from other people and our our under our maybe also misunderstandings of other people and yeah so in the course of trying to encourage Arjuna in this difficult task, Krishna is you know, talking about how he is Arjuna's friend to kind of encourage him. Like, like Krishna is explaining how he is, how he is God. Like he's saying, I'm behind everything in the universe. You can see me in this and that way. This is to, to, to inspire Arjuna. Like if, if I have God on my side and as my friend, then... I can't really fail. This is kind of what uh, Krishna is trying to tell Arjuna through all this. Mm-hmm. Um, the point here is always, it's also, I think, that Krishna is always on our side. Right. Yes. Wherever we are and whoever we are, because he's also on the other side, but in their own way, and they have their own experience with it, and they have their own teachings to learn. But in this specific case, we are looking at now. It's just with Arjuna. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 uh, so, like Krishna has been trying to encourage Arjuna in this way, and Arjuna is like, "But can you show me this? Like, I want Like, he he becomes inspired. Like, it, it sounds very amazing that 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 Krishna is everything, uh, and he is his friend. He is like the soul of the universe, but but so, but Arjuna is asking Krishna to show him that, like directly, like show his universal form. And how would you explain this? Like, because we are giving parallels with our life, 
So how would you explain this need of wanted to see that Krishna is God while you kind of know that he is God, but why there is this this need of experience? Yes, uh, it, it can have, I mean, the same kind of like similar looking desires to see God can come from from different can come from different backgrounds for example and in, in, um, let's say you have an atheist and he's he's asking like okay like like he's say, he, saying something like I will believe in God if you can show him to me mm. so then so then, then let's say God shows himself to him but he will always be able to to explain it away afterwards anyway by saying oh that, but like maybe that was just a, a hallucination or so uh like seeing god is not so meaningful if if we don't have uh like the right or like a, a mature relationship with god so you mean like now after all arjuna went through so he had some kind of base um some grounding of what god is about has some understanding, he has some detachment, and then uh, now with some knowledge also, then he's ready to see God. But not everyone can just experience God just waking up in the morning and say, God, come here and show yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is he, you know, because he's trying to, uh, well, like at this point, he he he's he's getting more more and more convinced to like do his uh, to like do his task, uh, but, but he's not like you know like, kind of like doing it yet. <laughs> he's he's still kind of so. Uh, of course, like Arjuna is actually like a, a very advanced yogi. You can say. I mean, he's actually a, a, a perfect. Uh, yogi but 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 in in this case he's also kind of playing a role here for to kind of to kind of uh show us so he's speaking a lot on our behalf mm. when he's talking to krishna yeah so, so like so he is actually able i mean he is like in a sense he, he is able to kind of handle this kind of direct perception of god like um but e but even so like even he uh, does become fearful when he see like when when krishna actually gives him divine vision like gives him divine eyes he tells him like like it's a form that you can't see without a certain set of spiritual eyes so he kind of grants him those eyes and lets him lets him see the universe uh, as as a as a person as the form of time how does happen uh, it is that simple krishna just says i i give you divine vision just see me and then he does, mm. and Arjuna is able to see the past, the present, and the future all at once. He's able to see the whole universe in one place, mm. and it's kind of frightening because he sees how all the the warriors on the battlefield are just like running into the mouth of time, into into the mouth of death. Mm. And Krishna is trying to encourage him here, saying like, so so like you see here that um, you can already see the the outcome of the battle because you're able to see the future so now, now you just have to play it out like it's just like a manuscript and you just have to play your part mm. uh but the vision is is so like astonishing and frightening that krishna is like uh, arjuna is experiencing divine fear 
like we often hear that fear is something material and love is spiritual, but here Arjuna is, is experiencing divine fear. <laughs> and Krishna, will, after showing him the, this form, will still have to try to convince him. So, so that, like that also makes a point to to us that it's it's like the main thing that that should be our concern is not just to like see God, but because even something like that may not convince us to actually do the work that is needed. So our main concern is to do our most needed internal work, and then we will be able to to, to see God in, in the end. In the, in the way we desire to see him. So my question, or maybe like what I understood so far, is that that like anyway, the future is written there. So Arjuna is going to kill uh, his enemies. But the point why all this is happening is to understand and to change the consciousness behind the actions because this this will change then the the outcome of of yourself of the of the soul not the outcome of the act in per se but the outcome of your consciousness is that correct yes yeah, definitely yeah like if if you say that it's in it's in Arjuna's uh, astrological chart that he will kill those um, those people in battle. Like like maybe that's it's not so meaningful. Like maybe that just means that he yeah he won that battle and that's it. Like materially, like he won yeah. like a material war. But uh, he is here asked to to actually uproot his false sense of self, which is. And if he, he if he can do that through the battle, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like like that is the point, and and to like do it with like with the awareness that God God is with him, and and of course it's with everyone there, like you said yeah. also on the battlefield. It's not not just not just with him. So it's very much about the consciousness or the 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 idea behind the act. That's the main thing. That's where we have to work on. Yes, certainly. Like, like uh, as humans, we are very little aware of why we do the things we do. Mm. We just kind of act on autopilot, and then we we have this little thing in the brain that explains to us afterwards why we did that. But but it's just kind of like a storyteller, just kind of to make yeah. it make it sound good. But here, Arjuna is asked to actually to actually. Like do the practice that will actually let you do something out of uh, how you say like the right yeah like with the right purpose mm. in mind not just kind of act yeah <laughs> cool so uh, so what's next what's gonna happen then in chapter twelve yeah so there having kind of cooled down a little, little bit from the <laughs> this intense vision he had, he's asking Krishna um, about what is the preferred method of meditation. Is it to meditate on, on Krishna as the all-pervading spirit or as, as a personal form? And of course, Krishna will elaborate <laughs> on this a little bit. 
Actually, one part that I forgot was that when when kind of Arjun when Arjuna has had enough of this intense vision, he asks Krishna to to show her the form that he's used to again. So Krishna does that in in two steps. He for, he first shows him the kind of normal form, but it he, but it has four arms, which is kind of like a symbol that it, that it's God. That's often seen in. If you look at uh, Hindu art, Narayan has has four arms. One is holding a conch. One is holding a lotus. One is holding uh, a discus, and one is holding a club. So, so that is to kind of like make the point, like like that he is God. I mean, of course, that he uh, that he can show the universal form clearly shows he's God. But this four-armed form is like a classical. De- uh, depiction of God, but then then he he goes to goes again to just showing the showing his two arms, two armed form, and uh, and this is actually a higher form than the universal form. Why? Because like, like when Arjuna asks to see the universal form, it is you kind of have the idea oh like he wants to see something more extraordinary. But it's actually when he goes back to his normal form that you, you understand. You understand that that's more extraordinary. That 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 he is the universe, um, and everything like he is controlling everything in the past, and the present, and the future, and in, in all the like multiverse. Uh, but still, he is able to uh, relate with you as a as a human, like as you are, speak your language. Yeah, this also shows how. Actually, Krishna is everything. Like God is universal in all sense. He's there. He's with you. He's your best friend. He's your enemy. He's everything, and he's there for you. Yes, that was an interesting insight you said there. He's your enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, like he comes in the form of an enemy to kind of make. Your... Yeah, exactly. There are not real enemies. I mean. The so-called enemy that we call enemy are just there to teach us something. So that's also God. Yes. It said uh, our teacher sometimes says that, that if you, if you want to uh, purify your heart, then you should, you should worship your, your enemies. Mm. Yeah, okay. So I think for today it's, it's all. And uh, we're gonna see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. I hope this episode fulfilled its purpose of inspiring you. If you like it, feel free to share it, give a review or a rating, subscribe. And if you have any questions, please get in touch at aikoyogareiki.com.